like to welcome everybody this morning. Appreciate our kids singing, the enthusiasm they have. Enjoy watching them. But uh, we're thankful. Uh, we just enjoyed the fellowship we had this morning, just coming in and seeing everyone. And uh, it's just uh, good to be in the Lord's house. Uh, we've missed a few services lately, and it's always good to, when you miss a few, it's, it's really good to be back. But we just look forward to having a great day and just uh, pray that the Lord's here in a mighty way this morning. And uh, we're just all getting our spot. And uh, conviction will go out and touch some people's hearts today. And. Uh, Lord, just give them that extra faith they need to make that step today and uh, come and seek what they need this morning. But I'm going to ask uh, Brother Mike Nichols, you dismiss Sunday school. Thankful, <clears throat> thankful to be here this morning. And I like that song, Kids, uh, Jesus Loves Me. And uh, that's, and I thought, this right here, this right here is a love letter from God to me. Every, every bit of it. And uh, a lot of people, there's a lot of people say, well, uh, the church has got too many rules. The church ain't got any rules. If they have, they're wrong. We, we can't make the rules. They're, they're in here. If there's any rules at all in God's church, God made them. And uh, if I don't like them, I got to take it up with him. And uh, that'd get me in trouble. But anyway... Our lesson this morning is in 2 Samuel, the 6th chapter, and uh, David, after he became king, uh, he wanted to bring the ark of God to, to Jerusalem, and uh, if you remember the house of God in Israel used to be at Shiloh. And uh, 
before this time. And uh, Eli was the priest. And uh, the Philistines and, and, and Israel was at war, and the Philistines was winning. And uh, so they decided they would take the Ark of God out to the battle, and maybe, maybe that would help them. And uh, they, Eli's two sons took the ark and went out to the battle. And uh, they ended up dead, the two sons did, and the Philistines took the ark of God, defeated them. And uh, they, they put it in their, the house of their God when they, when they went up, up there in the morning while he was laying on his face. And uh, and then it, the next the next they set him up. And the next day they went and he was he was broke. And uh, so they decided. And and then they had some diseases or something happen to them too, a lot of plagues. But they decided they'd send the ark of God back to Israel. So they put it on a new cart and put it, sent it on its way. They pointed it in the right direction. I think they even went along and watched it. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure about all that, but they sent it back to Israel, and it, it got to this place, Kerjath Jerim or something. I, I can't quote it just right, but it got to that place, and they put it in this one fellow's house, and it stayed there for, I think, about 20 years. And... Uh, the Bible said that while it was in his house that he he prospered. And uh, but anyway, David decided that he was going to bring it to Jerusalem, and he prepared a place for it in Jerusalem. And uh, he called all Israel together, and and they went down to to bring the Ark of God to Jerusalem. He didn't. Either he he didn't really know about it for sure or, or what, but he he didn't do it right. right. They uh, if you go back where they come through the wilderness when they built the ark, they designated the, the people that were supposed to carry the ark of the covenant, right. and they when they was moving, they loaded everything else on carts except the Ark of God, and it, it wasn't to go on a cart. It was to be carried by the Levites in this one family. And uh, that was their job. And uh, so David, David went down the first time to bring the Ark to Jerusalem, and they loaded it on a new cart pulled by oxen. And, and you know the story, the, the oxen stumbled and this... This fellow put his hand out to steady the ark, and he fell over dead. And uh, that that stopped that right then. They they put it in, they put it somewhere and left it in another fellow's house. And and uh, it went on a while, and that's where our lesson's at today. David decided to go bring it up again, but he learned a few things since then. I think it appears, and said. It, and it says, the verse, first verse says, again. 
So this, this is the second time. Again, David gathered together all the chosen men of Israel, 30,000. And David arose and went with all the people that were with him from Baal of Judah to bring up from thence the ark of God, whose name is called by the name of the Lord of hosts, that dwelleth between the cherubims. And now, uh, the ark of God was, a, was kind of a symbol of, of God's presence with the people. Now, if we're not careful, like something like that be, is, is real fine if it was just sitting up here and it was a symbol of God's presence, it'd be, that'd be fine. As long as we didn't put too much, uh, too much faith in that instead of in God, uh, symbolism's good as far as it goes. But our trust and our faith ought to be in God. And uh, they they thought when they went out to the battle, they'd take the Ark of the Covenant out there, and and, and God would fight for them. And uh, and he would if you heart, if if their hearts were right, but he'd already he'd already told Eli. You remember when Samuel was just a little boy, God come to him and and called him three times, and and Eli told him, said, now that when he comes again, you say, here am I, Lord. And uh, he told him that Eli's house was going to be destroyed. And uh, and so it come to pass. His his sons were killed, and when they brought him the news, he was sitting on a chair on the porch, and he fell over backwards and broke his neck and killed him. And uh, so, and and I'll, I'll his boys his boys were priests. Under him, he was a high priest. And they were committing all kinds of outrageous sins and so on, doing whatever took their fancy. And God told Eli about it and warned him. And God told him, now this, is, this happened, this is happening because you knew about this and you didn't stop it. He knew his sons were doing that and he turned a blind eye. If we're not careful, we'll get in trouble ourselves if we do that. If we know, if we know, if I know my kids are doing something out, out in the world and ungodly and they're a member of this church and they're trying to act like they're in fellowship or, or not act like it, whatever, if they're out in the world doing ungodly things and I know about it, then it's my responsibility to do something about it. That's, that's as far as I want to go with that, but uh, that's, just, that's just the way it ought to be. But, and uh, so David went to bring the ark of God up. The first time he failed because he didn't do it right. Them guys, them guys were supposed to carry it. And, uh, and they set, 
they set the ark of God upon a new cart and brought it out of the house of Abinadab that was in Gibeah and Uzzah and Ahio the sons of Abinadab drove the new cart. And they brought it out of the house of Abinadab which was at Gibeah accompanying the ark of God and Ahio went before the ark. And uh, and David and all the house of, of Israel played before the Lord on all manner of instruments made of fir wood, even on harps and on psalteries and on timbrels and on the cornets and on cymbals. Now, this was the first time they, they brought the ark up or tried to. And they were, they were rejoicing because they was taking the ark to Jerusalem and uh, God, if we're not careful sometimes, we'll, we'll work up a spirit or try to, and, uh, and that don't work. We're getting the wrong spirit. Uh, the Bible said, watch thy foot when thou goest to the house of God and be more ready to hear than to give the sacrifice of fools, for they consider not that they sin. If, if, if I try to if I try to do something in God's house in the wrong spirit, I've sinned. And uh I can't this right here is the wrong spirit. This the carnal mind, that's this right here, is not subject to the laws of God, neither indeed can be. I can't I can't testify out of here. I can't sing a song out of here. I can't teach Sunday school out of here. Whatever. We've got to humble our hearts. And, and this, this is where I get in trouble a bunch. We've got to humble our hearts and let God use us. And that's, that's the hardest battle I've got. Seems like I have a big, big problem just getting where I need to be. But... That's what, that's what we need to do. Uh, the Bible said it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. So if anything's done right, it's done by the power of the Spirit of God. And, uh, and if I decide, like David did, he decided, he decided to go get the ark of God, which was a good thought. He had good intentions, and we can have we can have the very best of intentions and do it wrong. We need to we need to ask God, and and this this can apply in in our lives in anything that we do. We need to ask God, what do you want me to do? Which direction should I go? Should I do this this way or that way? And Find out what God wants. And if it's something that God wants done and he wants you to do it, he'll let you know. And if he don't want you to do it, he'd be like Moses when they was at the Red Sea told the children of Israel, stand still and see the salvation of God. If there's some things that I can't handle, some things that I can't do. And it's the same with every one of us. But 
The Bible said, I can do all things through God who strengtheneth me. Now, there's a difference in me doing it and me doing it through God who strengthens me. If God's Spirit gives it to If God tells you to do something, absolutely, if a Spirit of God comes to your heart, tells you to do something, you can absolutely do that by the help of the Lord. That's the only way. Uh, anybody got anything? So they, and it's not, it's not in this lesson text today, but uh, the, the, the oxen stumbled and the, and the cart rocked a little bit and that guy put his hand on the ark and he, he wasn't supposed to touch it. Even, even the fellas that carried it on, on them golden staves weren't supposed to touch the ark. They were just supposed to hold on to the staves. And uh, so he, he reached up to steady the ark, which was a good thought, but it wasn't his place. And he fell over dead. And David kind of got mad, I think. A little bit, sound like. But anyway... They left it and went home. And then they uh, they went down and brought the ark up. And uh, the, the second time he called Israel together and they he studied up on how to do it, I guess. And uh, so he got the priest, and he he lined it up right. They carried they carried the ark of the covenant into, into Jerusalem, and David and and all Israel danced. The, this lesson says before the ark going into uh, Jerusalem, and I thought uh, I, I remembered. I don't know how many of you remember Zoni Webb used to be a member of this church. And she'd shout and go up and down and click her heels on the floor. And uh, some people said she was dancing, but she had the right spirit. And, uh, uh, and I thought of her when it's talking about these people dancing in front of the ark. Uh, they, they had the right spirit. Uh, you can I've, and, and I've heard people shout before set you on far yeah. and then I've heard shouts before that uh, run chills up your back and uh, same way I've been, in, I've been in services before that was moving real great and somebody get up and try to testify and done it in their head instead of their heart, and it put a chill on the service. I've seen that happen a few times. Uh, so we don't, we don't need to move in the wrong spirit. And David danced before the Lord with all his might, and David was girded with a linen ephod. Now, I believe maybe it's in Proverbs, I'm not sure. 
said, what thy hand finds to do, do with thy might, for there's no power nor device, I can't quote it all, in, in the grave whither thou goest. In other words, uh, if, if God gives you something to do, you do it with everything you got and trust the Lord. He, I'll use, I'll use me for an example. I try to study these Sunday school lessons every week and try to figure out what God wants, wants me to talk about. Sometimes I know that when I get here and sometimes I don't. But uh, God wants me, I believe God wants me to do the very best I can to study. He told me to study, to show, my, show yourself approved, a workman unto God that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So he wants us to study and then lean on him for the understanding. He told us that lean not unto your own understanding. So we, we got to lean on God and, uh, uh, and that's, you got to get this thing out of the way. That's hard. That's a hard matter. But anyway, so David danced with all his might. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. And uh, I thought every, every time, you can read all through the Bible, uh, especially in the Old Testament, every, every major thing that happened, if, if you can call it that, uh, there was a little shouting, or a whole lot of shouting. Uh, and I, I love the scripture in, in the book of Ezra, where it said, to, and the, the people all shouted with a great shout because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. And uh, God, God blessed them to start rebuilding the house of God, and they shouted. And when God blesses us, it we can shout if our if our heart's right. But it there's there's people. Have you ever been at a distance from God, not just where you needed to be, and and uh, maybe wasn't feeling a spirit like you ought to, and. Uh, be in church and somebody preach something and you don't I didn't I don't like that. Or somebody testifying and say, I'm living better than they are. And uh, if we ain't careful we get thoughts like that in this head and we try to justify ourselves or try to bring somebody else down to our level and uh uh that's human nature, I guess. But, uh, and as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, I don't know if that's Michelle or Michael, Saul's daughter, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. 
And have you ever have you ever done something, for, tried to do something for God, or just living for the Lord, and somebody criticizes you? The Bible said, "They that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution." And uh, if you live right, the devil's going to fight you. He's going to give you a problem. And uh, I had a I had a fella tell me one time that I was a religious fanatic. And when he first said that, I made me a little bit mad. But after after I thought about it a little bit, I kind of rejoiced. Uh, I'm glad he noticed. But uh, we need to be the very best that we can be. And but we need we need to do things right. There's an order. There's an order in God's church. And that order is that we follow God's spirit. I mean, we, we, don't, we don't have a set. We have a little bit of a pattern that we run our services by. But we don't, we don't stay right on that pattern all the time. If, if somebody feels like singing, they can sing. If they want to testify, they can testify. And I was over on Albert Street one time. This has been several years ago. Probably 50 or 60 years ago. I don't know. I saw I saw two preachers up preaching at the same time. And and there wasn't nothing wrong with it. It wasn't confusing. Because the spirit was in it. But uh if there'd been no spirit in it now, that'd been a different story. But so she despised him in her heart. And this this woman was supposed to be his wife. And uh, if you ain't careful, people in your own family will give you a hard time. And, uh, and they brought in the ark of the Lord and set it in his place in the midst of the tabernacle that David had pitched for it. And David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. And the Bible tells us to present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. And that holy is spelled H-O-L-Y. In other words, he won't take, a, he won't take an offering that ain't clean. And uh, who can ascend the hill of God? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart. And uh, so we can't worship God if with dirty hands. If I've got sin in my life and I come up here to pray, uh, if I remember my brother has an ought against me. I just had a thought. If I remember my brother has an ought against me, go be reconciled to my brother and then offer my offering. Jesus is my elder brother. If I've got sin in my life, he's got an ought against me. And I gotta I gotta talk to him. He he's faithful and just. The Bible said to forgive us our sins. 
if we've got sin in our life and we write out of our heart. Now, it has to come from in here. This up here, I done said, is not subject to the laws of God. That has to come from down here. And if we repent, he's faithful to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He'll take care of us if we're honest with him right out of our heart. Anybody got a comment? And as soon as David had made an end of offering burnt offerings and peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts. And uh, David, I believe he, he fed the whole bunch of them. Gave them meat and drink and whatever they needed to eat. He fed the whole crowd. And uh, probably prayed for them. And uh, it, it would be my, my prayer this morning, right now, for the service this morning. If, if I can't get into it, I want everybody else to. And if I can't get a thing out of it other than just being here, I, I want somebody to get saved. That's, that's the desire of my heart. And uh, I'd love nothing better. Ever, ever since I've been saved, when, when my heart's been where it ought to be, that's been my desire. And uh, if, I get, if I get to place, and I've been there some, maybe several times, if I get to a place where I don't have a burden for somebody that's lost, I'm not where I ought to be. And, uh, and I've got some burdens right now. And, uh, and all, of, all of them ain't here at this church. But God knows about that. And he dealt among all the people, even among the whole multitude of Israel, as well as the women as men, to every one a cake of bread and a good piece of flesh and a flagon of wine. So all the people departed every one to his house. And uh, that'd be a great big, great big dinner to feed all that many people. But uh, anyway, after, it's not in the lesson, but after, after this a little bit, his wife come out and jumped all over him. Said, you made a spectacle of yourself. And uh, more or less, that's what she said. And uh, how many times you had the devil tell you that? He told me, I couldn't tell you the number of times, you just, you just messed up bad. And, uh, uh, and sometimes he was right. Woe, woe is me when when that happens. But uh, if 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 Satan if Satan can accuse you, and he's right, then you need to repent. And uh, but a lot of times 
a lot of times people jump all over you and, and say things about you and and try to the devil's trying to get us stirred up in the flesh and make us mad and that's sin we're we're in the wrong uh I figure when people do stuff like that they don't know any better but anyway uh she come out jumped all over him said you made a spectacle of yourself and uh she more or less said he said he said he was dancing naked in front of all the women but he had the if you remember the first part of this he had on a garment it just wasn't the king's robe and uh she was standing on pomp and circumstance i think she was she was supposed to be the queen and and the king was showing himself she didn't like it the world some of the world anyway when when we show ourselves and i'm talking about when we move in the power of the spirit and and make a spectacle make a spectacle of ourselves before the world some of the world don't like it the devil don't like it you you try to have a revival and and god god blesses with a revival i we we've had some real good ones but just about every time that you have a good meeting satan's right there and he's trying he's trying his best to put a damper on things and i quote that scripture quite often in job where he said the sons of god came together to present themselves before the lord and satan presented himself also so every time every time we come to god's house satan comes along with us and uh he wants to disrupt the service he wants to get my mind on something else and uh it don't take a lot i don't have i don't have to be doing some ungodly thing for as whatever all i got to do is get my mind off of what's going on in the service and don't pray and most of the time i don't know about all of you guys but most of the time the the biggest job i got in a service is praying for the people that are are moving the preacher or the singers or whatever that's the biggest job i've got in the service usually once in a while god will give me a little something but most of the time it's just my job to pray for them and if i'm if i'm not in shape to pray i can't do my job so we need to uh if I, the bible said be ready always to give an answer to any man that asketh thee a reason of the hope that send you be ready at any time to be able to tell your experience to somebody how come how come you are what you are i am what i am the bible said paul said by the grace of god because i got saved by the grace of god when i was a 15 year old boy and uh 
Ain't always lived the greatest, but I've been saved, and that's the greatest. Anybody got a comment? So if we live godly in Christ Jesus, we're going to suffer persecutions. I want to read, I could, prob I could quote part of this, but I used to could quote it. But uh, when I was in school, we learned this in English class when I was in school. The 100th Psalm. And uh, for some reason, I thought of this when I was studying this lesson, but said, make a joyful noise. That's, that's the part that I was thinking about, I think. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Now listen. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. We've got a great God. And he's got a great people if we follow him. And uh, that's all I got. <laughs>